Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Now, from Happy Valley, here's your host, Brian Tripp. Welcome into another episode of Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. I'm Brian Tripp, your host, and what an awesome guest we have today. Penn State men's soccer senior defender Michael Gaines, who recently took part along with 100 other student athletes across the Big Ten, coaches, administrators. In fact, from several conferences, they attended the Big Ten Big Life Series, Selma to Montgomery in mid-July. We're going to learn more about that trip, learn more about Michael. That's coming up on this episode of Let's Go State the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. All right, Michael, you're with us here. You heard the intro. Sounds like an awesome journey. Tell us a little bit about how, first of all, how did you find out about the Big Ten Big Life Series? Who approached you? How did you find out? And why were you interested? Yeah, so I actually got offered the opportunity last summer, 2021, um, by... Uh, he used to he's not here anymore. He's moved out to Utah now to work in athletics there. But Keith Embray was in student welfare and development here. Um, unfortunately, I was had to turn it down because I was recovering from an Achilles injury. Um, but this summer, the opportunity came up again. He asked me um, back in, I want to say, May. I'm part of uh, Penn State Black Student Athletes. I'm the vice president of that organization here um, at Penn State in athletics. And so when he offered me, it was... I wanted to do it. I had time this summer. Uh, it sounded like a great opportunity and I was excited to um, learn and go down there and being immersed in a great experience and all that. And on top of that, I was born in Alabama um, from Birmingham, Alabama, well, born in Birmingham, Alabama. So excuse to, I guess, return to my birth state at the same time. Uh, you're back in uh, Maryland now is your, your hometown, mm-hmm. Oxon Hill, Maryland. Oxen Hill, yeah. Why'd you choose Penn State? Uh, I fell in love with the campus and the coaching staff uh, when I visited here. It was during my junior league into my senior year, and uh, I came on an unofficial visit, uh, and I just got to see a lot, and like you get wowed by the facilities and all the things they offer to you, but at the same time, a lot of places have stuff like that, but it was like coaching staff and Jeff and uh, Dolby and uh, he's not here anymore but Tunde they were all great guys great people and it sounded like it was going to be a great chance to turn this program around and it's what we've done in the last three years here. And in that answer I heard you allude to something all the opportunities that are there when you're going through this process you realize right and Coach Cook I know talks about this all the time that there's so much more to your Penn State experience than what happens on the pitch or what happens when you're training for soccer. This is, again, you probably didn't know this exact experience would come up, but part of the reason as an athlete at Penn State, you have an opportunity to be a part of different things in the community, and this is certainly an example of that. Yeah, I mean, I was talking to the freshmen last week um, in one of their classes about just getting involved in stuff here outside of your sport because you never know what opportunity is going to fall on you and this has just happened to be one of the things that fell into my lap from being in a couple of different organizations and working with Keith. You talked about those different organizations, mentioned one already. How did you become involved with the Black Student Athlete Advisory Board? Um, it was the summer of 2020 during COVID. Um, there had been some stuff that gone on in the world politically and socially and um, we there's other schools had groups like this um, and we didn't for, for whatever reason and so 
Um, a good friend of mine, Liv Jack, on the women's mm-hmm. swim and dive team. Uh, she is the founder of the group, and I've been right there with her the whole time, helping her out, doing whatever she needs. Um, and so, like, it's her baby, but I've been there for the whole time, and I, it's a great opportunity for us to, like, make community at the school within us because athletics is already its own community, but a smaller community inside athletics. Because um, a lot of us were, especially like where I from, I mean, my circle looks pe- like people that look like me. So it's not nec- not that it's not diverse here. It's my t- I have lots of teammates, friends here in athletics that look like me, but it's just another chance to like make a smaller community, a smaller family with other people around, not just my team. With everything that was going on in the country at that time that helped spur this action at Penn State and having the opportunity to create something like this, what was it that struck particularly with you that you felt like, Liv, let's go get this done. We need this here. I feel like we just needed like a safe space for us to like express ourselves, talk. And like all of our conversations and meetings are serious, hard hitting topics. Sometimes it's just letting loose, like talking about music or movies that we've seen recently or whatever. Like, but just a space for us to like relax, decompress, like be in something familiar to you maybe if like Penn State is not the most familiar environment from wherever you come from. Um, and so like we try to encourage all the different black student athletes to join because for some teams like Liv, uh, she's the only one on her team. I, I think now there might be, I think there's one more, but before she was the only one. So like this is a chance for her to be around people that look like her and what she's used to because it's not her day-to-day life here. And she also went on the trip to Selma and Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Who else went? Tell us about the experience of going with your other student athletes, administrators uh, here at Penn State, and then maybe some people you met along the way. Yeah, so it was Liv, myself, uh, Amanda Mack from women's softball, uh, and then two volleyball, Nas and Zoe Johnson, I think is her name, from volleyball, and then Christina, um, who's now in Keith's role. So it was my, I was friends with Nas and Liv before, but it was, and Amanda to an extent, but it was my first time getting to meet like really meet Christina and my first time meeting Zoe um but it was like a really cool group uh the was that five six people five Mm -hmm. we all got along really well and then like I got to meet a bunch of cool people there from other schools in the Big Ten in the Pac-12 in the ACC um some other soccer players um in the ACC that I got to meet um but it was like a really cool chance to like meet other student athletes from around the country just in general it's a learning and educational experience a cultural trip that's really important but what did you take out of it we'll get to that what did you take out of just the conversations of meeting these other student athletes from across the conference or other conferences throughout the journey uh we have so much in common our lives are so similar not just from the standpoint of athletics but like i met people that were from down south in Alabama and Georgia and stuff and how some of that stuff that we learned at mu- uh, the museums and the trip affected them and their personal lives and how some of that was connected to my own life. We like, we, I mean, I know you said we talk about it later, but just one example, we were talking about like plantations, one of the museums we were there at and I was with talking to another student athlete that's from Maryland and from, from the same county as me and we both were looking at like plantations that are only five, 10 minutes from our house. So like just that shared experience with other student athletes was really cool. What were some of those experiences throughout your trip that really hit home or struck a chord with you? Yeah, so that one was one for me. Looking at things that people my age were doing then 
uh, really hit home for me. Like I was just seeing things about 21, 22 year olds, like leading something that is so powerful, which is like crazy. Cause not to say that I, I couldn't, but it's almost hard to comprehend in my own life, like leading something that at the forefront in the national spotlight at such a young age and like to have the bravery to do that, knowing the consequences that could possibly come along with it. Or I saw things like 19 year old girls or 16 year old girls taking the bravest actions. Uh, there was one, we were in the museum and a girl had, I guess she had been raped, I think, um, by her slave master and she decided to kill him. And I couldn't imagine like being 16 years old, having like maybe courage is not the right word, but just like that in you, you know what I mean? To Let me interject. Mm-hmm. I think it's surreal that this is just 55 years ago. Right. Like to me, that is incomprehensible in right. some ways. And that, that part really like hit home for a lot of us too. Like uh, you don't have to go back that far. You can go ask your grandparents. And then this is a conversation I actually had with a student athlete um, at one of the events, like we look at our grandparents, they live through this. You ask their grandparents, so the grandparents of our grandparents, that was slavery. It, like, it's all so tied to us still. It's not that long ago that it's like, we almost forget sometimes that we're still kind of living in this world that's only so, so old. I know there were so many things documented on social media, whether it was from Penn State or the Big Ten, uh, stories written about this, but for our audience that's maybe learning about this for the first time, can you just share maybe a piece or what you remember of like the itinerary of the event, what all happened yeah. and, and when you went exactly and the stops along the way mm-hmm. on what was uh, a pretty monumental thing? Yeah, so the Big Ten really took care of us. Um, we left here at State College for Amanda came from Jersey, but the rest of us all flew out of here from State College flew into Newark and then from Newark to Atlanta we got to fly first class which is really cool it's the first time I'd done that in my life um and then we were in a we were in a we had transportation from Atlanta the airport there to Montgomery Mm -hmm. where we were staying uh we had a dinner that was Friday night and then after dinner we had a speaker who was at um the march at the Edmund Pettus Bridge uh however many years ago um, so we got to listen to her experience and like just her share and that was like really cool and then we got t- a chance to like uh, on a lighter note just to meet the other athletes that night and like they had a hospitality room and they had a patio with a live dj um and so that's that was our first chance to really meet everybody and see what everybody's about and where everybody's from um the next morning saturday that was a that was a long day but it was a really good day um, after breakfast, we loaded the buses and we drove, we made that drive from Montgomery to Selma. And part of that was, uh, the commissioner, Kevin Warren was telling us it's a 54 mile ride. Our, our job was to reflect on those 54 miles there and back. Cause really it was the, uh, march back from Selma to Montgomery mm-hmm. that they made, but, um, that the people, they all marched that whole distance and to reflect on what all these miles meant to you, like how far would you be willing to walk for something you believe in? And so that was cool on the bus ride to like talk about that um, and just look and see around. And then uh, when we got to Selma, we went to the church, First Baptist Church, right by the bridge. Um, And we got to listen to more, some more people speak that have been in that community for since before uh, the events of the solar right movement. 
and when they were little kids during uh, those events and listen to their experiences. And then we got to march across the bridge um, after that. And then after we all, because there's so many of us, they separated us into five different groups. So my group, uh, we got to go to Alabama State to see a museum they had um, that was kind of just looking at more of the stuff around Montgomery and um, some of the student leaders there. And then we got to go to the Alabama, I think it was like a history of Alabama museum. Mm -hmm. So not necessarily a hundred percent connected to the trip, but like just, it goes all the way back to the native Americans that were in Alabama way before the new world was ever colonized or whatever. Um, so that was really cool just to see some of the stuff there. Um, and then our last stop was the EGI Legacy Museum. So before that, but, or yeah, we stopped at the museum. We got to see, that was that was my favorite part of the trip. We got to see a bunch of cool stuff. I um, got to meet Ryan Stevenson in high school mm -hmm. and I read his book, so I knew his story. Um, so to see this museum for the first time was a really cool experience. It's really impactful, powerful, almost kind of brought me to tears uh, at some of the exhibits in the museum. Um, but it was definitely, something I would recommend that if you're in that area, definitely go see. Um, and then we got the chance to listen to him speak after at after that that night. And again, it was my second time listening to him speak, but this time he had like a different topic. So it was just a really cool experience um, to kind of cap up, wrap up the event. And then Sunday, there's a second part to the museum that- You had to be exhausted by this point. Yeah. This is a full <laughs> schedule. This was a full schedule. Uh, but so like everyone's kind of leaving Sunday. Mm -hmm. Our flight wasn't until later. So we had time. And so uh, Liv, Nas, and myself, we got to go to the second part of the museum, which is um, they made a memorial kind of for every person that had been lynched in this country. I think mostly in the South. I don't remember seeing too many states in the North. I'm not sure, but it, they separated by county on every wow. panel. Um, and so I was talking to my grandma, I was texting with her cause she's from Mississippi. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking at all the panels in Mississippi, kind of focusing on those ones. And I was like asking like, what county are you from? You know, like I'd like to look at that county uh, and see if we know any of the names. And so she told me I think Pomola County, something like that in Mississippi. And we found that plaque. And I mean, thankfully that we didn't see any names of the family, the family name on that plaque, but still just to almost like tangible like you see yeah my grandma's from this county and there's like seven or eight names of people that lynched within the last 50 60 years from that county like that could have been her it could have been her dad or her mom or somebody you know somebody that mm -hmm. is close to you um and so that part was impactful really i think that was probably one of the most impactful parts of the trip in my opinion what was the impact of having big 10 commissioner kevin warren the first black commissioner in big 10 history to have him on that trip, to have the commissioner of the Big Ten joining you for this experience. Yeah, it, it means a lot because it shows that, like, he really cares. Um, you know, sometimes, and I don't mean to say that as, like, a criticism, but sometimes, like, people, they sponsor these trips or whatever, but and they but they kind of just send you off on your own. They send delegates to, like, run it. But the fact that he was there leading it, he was at the front of the march on Saturday when we were walking across the bridge. He spoke every night to us, and he took time out of his every day to talk to us or whoever wanted to come up talk to him there was never he was never too busy he was never not around um so that part meant a lot whatever we want whatever we want to do as a big 10 as student athletes 
he's there to support us. Mm -hmm. um, he spoke about like this is not going to be the last one. I, I think they're planning more trips to Selma. I think they're planning more trips to other places around the country for different experiences around different social issues. So I think it's someone that gets it. You know, it's he wants to educate, but also give uh, his student athletes a chance to make a difference and and to really use their platform to express themselves. I know you said uh, in one of the releases that was done afterwards, and this is referring to those that were on that 54-mile march, their bravery and tenacity have inspired me for a lifetime. How do you hope this inspiration influences the remainder of your life, whether it's something you bring back and share with your teammates or spurs you to more action down the road? Yeah, I think for me, it's something that's really re reinvigorated my social justice spirit and High school, I went to a Catholic a Jesuit high school, and the Jesuits like an order of Catholicism, but their big thing is social justice. And I spent hours on hours volunteering at different things in high school, and I haven't necessarily had the full chance to do that in college. Part of my schedule, part of just not like putting myself out there enough, but like this has like inspired me again to like get back into that work and to like it doesn't have to be political issues. Uh, it could just be basic. So, like one thing I was big on in high school was um, homelessness and child poverty. Like that's one of the biggest thing that affects the D.C. area and, and parts of the city. Um, and so like just to this, this trip has really inspired me to get back into work like that to like help my community at home, help my community here and in the state college area and really get working in that again. If there was one more question I didn't ask about this trip, what should I ask? I would say, like, that question could be, what do we do next as student-athletes? I mean, I think that's, the, that, that's and we're still talking about it as a group that went down there, but just I feel like everyone in general, like, what do we need to do next? I, I like, one thing that Kevin Warren mentioned while we were down there is, like, continuing to push the envelope and not waiting for some big social thing to happen where everyone's up in arms and upset but continuing to push the envelope and fight for change now while like while the world seems normal and while it can feel like everything just goes to normalcy after something happens, that's the time to really keep pushing, keep pushing because that's what they did 50 years ago every single day, no matter what, if, the, if we're honest about it, like your lives or their lives were under threat every single day. So it's our job to continue to push that forward because while we've made a lot of change, a lot of progress, there's still so much more work to be done. Was it weird being on the other side answering the questions on a podcast instead of just talking? <laughs> um, no, I enjoy this. It's actually relief. You know, I talked about before that I have my own podcast. And yeah, stuff. you have to promote it. Journalism <laughs> major. You have yeah. your own podcast with your teammates. Let's go. This is the opportunity. Okay. Yeah, I have a podcast, uh, 312 podcast on YouTube and Spotify uh, with myself, my teammates, Liam Butts, uh, Kyle May, Jalen Watson. Uh, I'm kind of like the main host of the podcast, but they're my co-host, but I usually come up with the topics, ask the questions. Um, it's all soccer podcast. Uh, we, we, I mean, we kind of figured three of us are journalism majors. Um, we sit around every day in our apartment arguing about soccer. So why not turn a camera and a microphone on? And um, that's been a really cool experience just doing that. Just We, ha we have fun doing it and uh, we're trying to keep keep going with it as long as possible and kind of build like a little bit of a portfolio for us. But yeah, that's kind of where we're at. When did you start it? May of, so only, it's only a few months old. Uh, we literally just turned on a camera, shot it. And I did my best to edit it, but we've learned so much since May already. 
and still learning so much more. And again, that's the 312, just 312. 312 podcast, YouTube and Spotify. You got one new follower. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> Michael, this was so much fun. Thank you. I had a great time coming on this podcast. Yeah, thanks so much. Michael Gaines, who took an awesome trip with the Big Ten, part of the Big Ten Big Life Series, Selma to Montgomery. That was in mid-July, part of the Big Ten Equality Coalition. And obviously, he has a great season upcoming for the Penn State men's soccer team. Can't wait to see them back on the pitch and defend that Big Ten title. Michael, thanks again. Thank you. This is another episode of Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics.